Hi guys, welcome to another episode of Earning Season. Um, the show, the financial show that's not very financial, right? Or it is pretty financial, but it's not very boring, hopefully. Um, so now week we have, we're going through our COVID series. So I'll tell you from the jump. I know a couple of people have asked me about the sound. The sound is not going to be the wonderful studio quality sound, as it hasn't been for a bit. Um, but this time it's because we are not in a studio. We are being socially distant still. So we're continuing the socially distant series and the covid series and we're talking about things i can help you during this time so uh we are this week talking about just the market as usual and a couple of tools that will come up in the market and we do have an interview but before we jump into that i want to just talk about where we are because today well you guys are hearing this on wednesday so yesterday is the first day that trans jamaica listed i should start off properly by saying hi i'm at rt row you're randy not at rt row <laughs> Thank you. That's Danai. I, I'm Randy, who's at RTO on Twitter. And um, this is Earning Season, which is at earnings underscore season also mm-hmm. on Twitter. Yep. Uh, so you guys were talking about this week, and I'm starting off with the big one that cannot be ignored. By this point, everybody's supposed to know about this. You're hearing this now on Wednesday. Transamerica has been now listed for a day and a half. The first yep. day is done. Mm-hmm. <sighs> wow. Oh, it's stay for you than I. Well, it's not surprised me. No, it surprised me. I really thought it would trade up and then the down start. At least somebody push it up. Nope. Everything was below IPO price, if I remember correctly. From Actually, the I remember let right? me check it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so funny. So um, we recorded another episode that people would not have heard as yet. <laughs> and in that episode, we kind of gave predictions about what we think would happen. And um, mm-hmm. I had expected like maybe by day two things would be iffy or day three. But based on what the conversation I had with Danai and her other guests at the time, um, the boy, they, they made me rethink it and start thinking about just the actual mid, during the day trades and so said, so done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, uh, it yeah. started the day at 141. What ended the day at Danai? <laughs> 118. Wow, and the interesting thing, it did not trade. It didn't trade at the, the highest price today was below IPO price. It's one thirty nine. So, uh, wow, yeah. so nobody traded the stock at the IPO price. It. Nobody bought at the IPO price. <laughs> mind you, on the US, on the US side, because I, I often forget about the US about the US share. So the US share, the mm-hmm. opening price was one cent. So the highest it sold at today was one cent, and it fell. But it still fell. So it closed today at around one cent. Well, the close, I'm looking at the candle, and the close on the candle is 0.0097 cent US dollars. So nine is. Wow. 9.7 cents, yeah? No. 0.97 cents. Wow. As in down? Yeah, it's really down. So that's oh, what's, what's that in terms of percentages? That. Yeah, because on the Jamaican dollar side, we're looking at we're looking at it having lost us a little over six, a little over sixteen percent on the Jamaican dollar side, and and on the US side, a three percent loss. It's a three percent loss. Three percent, yeah, three percent drop on the US side. 
so the US side is not bleeding as heavily as the Jamaican side. Yeah, but you know what usually happens on the US side, no real trading. So it's only two million shares traded on the US side, meaning on the Jamaican side forty three million shares. So big difference. Wow. And forty three million yeah. shares. Yep. Wow. Forty seven forty seven million, sorry, so almost fifty million shares. Mm-hmm. And you know, my expectation is that gets worse after that. But that is yeah. the come out and people start seeing that it fell. People will cause it the announcing the announcement I was listening today was only on Twitter. So a good amount of people didn't see it. So people that are people that will now see it from hearing news about it falling, then Yeah. I can't see where bad can happen from this. Where it can fall further. Heavily. Avalanche when it is an avalanche when it's selling certain it's <laughs> yes yeah 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 that's a real fear the biggest IPO ever also means the most retail investors ever and that also means a lot of people who are not necessarily familiar with the market a lot of people coming in this is their very first time that they've they've bought a, a stock and um they're, they're going to hear about it tonight Tuesday night on the news oh. and they're going to hear that it closed down uh, yeah, our guest from the from, from other episode. I'm gonna just call her name now, Shanice. The top striker. Yeah, she did some more money today. So all the gate was trading at one cent, you know, at one, uh, below at one dollar on the Jamaican side, obviously. So, uh, was trading at one dollar, and you know, around that smart, trading really down. So she bought in and put in an order for around one thirty something. And somebody came in later in, later in the day and bought a good amount for up to one thirty nine. So she got a thirty percent jump. On that <laughs> within the day, within the within the within losing the day. day, yeah. So she just set the price. Set she she bought the one yeah. and said the one thirty something, and it just went to a meeting. Mm-hmm. She came back out and it was sold. Wow, 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 wow! I really want to make sure that people get that episode. Although that episode kind of ended up a lot longer than we wanted initially. <laughs> I didn't want to drop a long episode. <laughs> but wow, you you hear it, guys? You'll be well. Maybe you'll be as impressed as I am. I hope you'll be or even more. A big up, Shanice again. Top striker. Ah, uh, I remember seeing a tweet. Big up Chris from Yui, who had a tweet where he was saying that at one o'clock he saw it at twenty six million units, and I checked, and at one o'clock it was at twenty six million units traded. But I guess there were other trades Somebody that came. might have had to be manually entered. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and his tweet actually says that at twelve thirty, yeah, at twelve thirty there were only eight million, a little over eight million units. That had been traded throughout the day. So obviously there are big trades that always happen on day one. Agreements to move. There's somebody with an interest in getting the shares low. They expect the, expect the shares to fall. So they say, alright, just wait until the slap happens. It's falling. And so I get a good opportunity now. Just buy, buy my, good, my good volumes at this cheaper price. And it was running. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow. But either that or I, I always just assume that it's pre-done arrangements. Arrangement. You know, is is we're going to trade this on the first day as a block trade or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, not really off market, but but not. No, I don't in think the so queue. because at the end of the day, because of the thing is the fact that people got the fact that Chinese shares got sold like that. You get me? So it, it did happen on the market. So it mm-hmm. would it would actually go into the queue. It wouldn't be a block transaction. Block transaction would, would be interparty. So you and me and the market don't touch it. Oh, that's true. Sorry, I shouldn't say block. I, sorry, I use the term block from the the old way of it meaning. I said block mean that is like an agreement between two people and the brokers arrange it. However, and if you are you and I are in the market, 
if you and I have that arrangement to sell to each other and our brokers handle it, and this is my assumption, you can correct me, it, somebody else trading on the market is unlikely to get that volume, get any of that trade. Mm. So it crosses the market officially. And unlike a block trade, it does affect the price. But it is not something that the regular public would have gotten a taste mm. of. That happens, like, yeah, so, so you're not going to have an agreement. Yeah, that does but happen. That does happen. Uh, in terms of it happening in this one, maybe not Maybe not the case. It can be, to be honest. But the fact that you raise the price like, like that. And I, I saw the volumes were heavy on TJH, so I'm not really sure. In my head, mm-hmm. I think it's what somebody say. Let me snipe it. That's why I think it's just an agreement. between two people. I, why? The, it, no, the, I, I agree. Um, Trust me, I want a day one agreement for. Um, why exactly would you? Say, as in, what's the motivation? To, why exactly you think it's that specifically? I'm not really sure. Um, because when I saw the tweet initially, and I thought 26 million units. Wow, that's a lot. I know that JSC has reconciled. We're seeing that it's actually what 40 odd million. Oh, units. I get what you're saying in that one. Okay, I get what you're saying there. Yeah. So, mm. but those, yes. But, yeah, so I thought the jump from 8 million to 26 mm. was huge. It could have just been, the jump from 8 to 26 could just be a big buy. But, but the thing is, when the fact that JC, so it's not, so 26 is on JC, I don't know. So you see? Uh, on JC, I'll tell you in a second, because it has to refresh. I should say it's going to kick me out and then bring me back in. But 26 was what I saw after the day closed. But now that you know they've done the reconciliation and it's a couple of hours have passed, it's actually showing a lot more. The thing is, something like that wouldn't cause that, discre- cause that discrepancy. Oh, it's not showing on this trade trade at all. So, so me and you putting into the queue to cross each other's shares. Yeah, so to me, yeah, I'm not sure what, what caused that. Mm-hmm. The, the agreement thing, that would just cause a regular normal thing. You would see exactly what you see normally. Because it's just me putting my shares on the market and you putting your shares on the market and hoping to cross and make them cross. That That is true. But we can talk about that another time. Um, I, I do want to touch a, a deeper issue because I know people want to hear what happened with Transjamaica now. Because the truth is, in Transjamaica, you're feeling what pretty much everybody else has been feeling in, in almost every other stock. Mm-hmm. If you've been sitting in every other stock yep. for a while, right? So you, you are now... Taking a quick taste of the market being down. Let's say that chances are you bought the Jamaican stocks. So you're down 83% of what you... You're not down 83%. You are down to 83% of what you were mm-hmm. worth in that trade yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, And the, the question is, you know, what do I do? Panic. Which is a fear. People panic and they start selling like crazy. Mm-hmm. In fact, I think that there's more panic yeah. involved in this one because... Even before the market opened this morning, people were trying to sell it below IPO price. The pre-open had prices below mm-hmm. IPO. Yeah, the pre-open exactly. That was crazy to me. Yeah, <laughs> that, so that's people who are really. So you know, from jump when this opens, we're down. Yeah. So I think I think a good amount of people see, you know whatever going on right now. They say, "Boy, I, need, I actually need the cash, or I want the cash because I have some fear of what's going to happen to the market." You know, so basically, whole cash right now. What's happening with my job? You know, a lot of uncertainty in the market right now. So people mm-hmm. actually want their money. Yeah. So you, it's funny you said that yesterday. You were saying, you said yesterday. 
and somebody might just take us because the cash in my hand versus when I actually want the cash, it may be way down below what I actually wanted. That so, so the cash no, and I, and I lost. Well, at least I have the cash. Exactly. Somebody might make the decision to, to take a twenty or thirty percent loss right now because it's better than a sixty or seventy percent loss later on, right? And as you mm-hmm. keep saying, the cash really is important. Um, and on that note, I want to bring in our guest for today, which, which is a perfect point to bring him in on. And he, oh yes, he is um, indeed. Indeed. He is Sir Christopher Byrne. I shouldn't call him Sir because he's not a knight, but he is Christopher Byrne. I, mean, I, I, I was going to ask, you know. <laughs> I, couldn't, I couldn't wait to jump in when you got to that second point. When you got to that second point, yeah, Cash King. So this Christopher Byrne, who is yeah, founder and CEO of Sprint Financial Services. So thank you, Chris, for being here. Um, I, I want people to get... And thanks for having me, man. Appreciate it. No problem. I really wanted people to have a different idea of all the options open to them. And what people, you'll hear why he's here and a lot of the things that he is allowing the market to see now. Um, and the market here isn't the stock market. It's literally just a financial market. Uh, I will even try and speak for him. Chris, you can just give a quick once-over of what it is yeah. that you do. Oh. Yeah, man, yeah, man. So Sprint Financial Services, we're an MFI, microfinance institution. Uh, what we basically do is give loans, you know, microloans, small business loans and such. Uh, what we've been doing it now for about nine years, it's proven to be very, very profitable. And we've been able to help a lot of people along the way. What I'm noticing um, throughout the years, though, the regular debt loans to the normal, you know, the mom and pops, stores or perhaps even some of the employees, you know, those are good and they are mainstay in MFIs. But I realize that there's a much bigger market out there, which are a lot of the other MFIs. And frankly, uh, banks are not, don't seem to be touching on or getting into. Um, and that is basically factoring and uh, invoice financing loans, which people are just not doing. And I can't believe they're not. At least these banks are not doing it. Because as we well know, just about every business in Jamaica is waiting for their customers to pay them. I don't know any business out here who's not waiting on credit. The can can't pay me till next week or three weeks or a month from now. So a lot of the companies, the small companies are starving for cash flow. And as you know, cash flow is the heart of your business, like blood through your veins. If you don't have cash flow, you're, you're, you're stagnant and you can't really grow your company. So um, yeah, so what we have done, and we're not reinventing the wheel here, you know, because factoring or what they call um, receivables financing is not a new concept at all. It's been done in Europe and Asia and so forth for quite a while. But for some reason, and maybe one of you guys can tell me, it has not taken, it has not taken, taken off here in Jamaica. So once we started to market it, probably like, what, like on a year, year and a half now, um, the flood of applicants that has come in for this particular service has just been, it's just been ridiculous. Um, and for obvious reasons, because everybody is waiting to get, is waiting to get paid from their customers. So what we found is a niche where we have been able to, even in these times, you know, the pandemic that we're in, we still have been able to service a lot of the clients because of the simple fact that it is not as though we're giving out a loan to um, someone who's working a nine-to-five job um, who may get laid off and then, you know, can't pay their loan. But rather, 
for um, small companies who need the cash flow now more than ever. And they are simply waiting to get paid from their customers who they've already rendered the goods or services to. So as a result of that now, um, because of the niche that we have, we don't just lend to anybody who is servicing any company. We're into particular companies, especially now that are actually still doing well, like supermarkets, um, uh, companies that are manufacturing, like hand sanitizers, that kind of thing. And we've been doing pretty well with it. Our loan um, application for factoring has spiked up, probably like about 50%. And we are still getting our, our recovery from the folks who are paying in. Um, sorry, our customers customer that are paying the um the reassignment to us. So in terms of if you balance it off between stocks um and you know you're talking about uh something like a, a factoring if someone's gonna invest their money in stocks or in debt to a smaller company that's not a junior stock exchange or the or the, the, the stock exchange in Jamaica right now, you probably would fear better because you are it's a debt investment, so an obligation to pay. It's not an equity where you're going to lose everything if the stock market goes down. And again, the what the 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 the, the what we're investing is 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 very solid in terms of getting payment back. It's not necessarily going to fail. I get you like that. I get you. So you know, it, it can fail, but the, the the products and the companies that our customers customer who they're servicing. Mm-hmm. Their products actually needed right now in the market. I get you. So, yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty, it's pretty solid. And we're very, I mean, it's terrible what's happening, of course, but I think because we jumped on this particular service in the last year and a half, mm-hmm. we've been able to strive and we're actually increasing a little bit more in our profits, which I find amazing in terms of, of how we're doing with this particular pandemic. All right, well, there's a hold it there to break down. Let me... Let me start off by maybe just <laughs> simplifying for it because we do have lay listeners who have no clue. Although we have done an episode where we did touch on some factoring, just for just so people get it, essentially, Sprint Financial Services offers receivables financing. That's a fancy way of saying it. But essentially, if you have a business already and you have a going concern, I call it going business. So let's say you use hand sanitizer. So if I am selling hand sanitizers and I have a factory. And I, I make the hand sanitizer and I sell it to, let's say, Fontana. Um, right. So Fontana buys it from me, but Fontana won't pay me now. Fontana is going to pay me in one month from now. But I need the money right now because I need to make some more. Because as we know, the time of Corona. So with that in mind, I go, boy, Fontana, I need this money. Fontana say, you know it, go. we don't pay you for 30 days. So I go to Sprint Financial Services. Sprint Financial Services goes, no problem. How much am I supposed to pay you? Let's say a million dollars, and they give the Spring Financial Services gives me, they don't give me the full million, they give me maybe 90% of the million. And so I get 90% of the money up front, I get the cash in hand, so I'd have to wait a month, and I can go into another thing immediately. I can go into right. making another batch of hand sanitizer immediately. And on the other end, Spring Financial Services then waits the 30 days to get paid from Fontana. Right. And so right. it's safer because, one, you're working with actual established businesses already. Two, established products and receivables. And three, your payment is more often than not coming from a, a registered known business. In this case, I use Fontana as an example. So you, you don't doubt that Fontana is going to pay you. They're going to pay, but they're not right. going to pay exactly. immediately. So in other words, 
you standing for the time. Go ahead, Chris. Sorry, I don't want to cut you. Go ahead. Yeah, and the beauty, yeah, man, the beauty of it also is that it's a small business person who might have a, a little small little factory. So he he does canned ackee or something like that. Um, he he is providing that canapé to a big company. So it can be the small person who's getting this facility to really grow their company. And I think a lot of times what we don't look at in business you know, is these two words that are so, so important. It's called cash flow. And people overlook what that really means. Because you know? what cash flow does, if you don't have cash flow, you're, you're just not going to grow. So what the cash flow does for a company who would, would have to be waiting 30 days to get paid from their customer, they can now, of course, go ahead. Yeah, there's going to be a service charge on it. Because, I mean, if we're paying 90% of that 10% that you're really paying on it. Exactly. In some cases. Dependent, right? But time is money. That 30 days, what are you losing in the value added of losing that cash that you should have had 30 days earlier? What are you losing? That 10% becomes minute after a while, you know. Because when you now can use that money and buy more raw material, whatever the case is, um, buy more accurate and, and then maybe pay your staff at that time, you're now creating more cash flow, you're buying more time, which then would lead to more profit. So it's it's just it's it's a win win for the for our customers. And it's also it's also a win for the um for the actual for our customers customer who's gonna do the reassignment. Mm-hmm. Right? Because now they're not on this big pressure to necessarily pay the customer. Ah, they'd have to they'd mm-hmm. have to worry about paying early. Right, so we're just waiting the 30 to 45 days, and we're, we're fine with that. In some cases, you might have a factor come to us, and within a week, we get paid from the, our customer's customer. So it all depends. So it's really, um, it, it is really a very lucrative um, uh, product for everybody involved, the, 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 the trifecta, me, Sprint, mm-hmm. um, our customer, and uh, the customer's customer. Yeah. It works though completely. It just keeps the blood flowing, keeps the cash flowing. Everybody's happy. So yeah, we're very happy with the product. Very very happy with the product. And as it, as it, as it compares, as you said, to stocks mm-hmm. and investing in stocks, like I said before, um, a lot of people when they hear the stock market, I'm not saying you shouldn't invest in the stock market, even though it's a risky venture. I mean, Las Vegas is closed, but people are still gambling, right? So um, the fact of the matter is, yeah, the stock market sounds good. It's it's sexy. You know, yeah, I'm just in stocks. I'm in the junior stock exchange and so forth. So I'm great. But a lot of people are passive investors. They go in there and they put their money in and they don't really know. Like I hear you two guys talking a while ago. That's that's basically alien to a lot of people, you know. It is. What you just, what, the banter that you guys just oh, had. Trust me, we know. We know, we know. That's, right. that's why we have the show. Yeah. <laughs> trust me, we know. We it's, know. Almost, it's almost easier to me to a little bit. I'm not much into the stocks or what have you. But the average person and the the um, the, the massive of people who are now hearing about stocks and investment, people want passive income now. So what do they move to? They move to the stock exchange. They hear so much about it. So they start investing. They know nothing about what they're investing in. Nothing at all. Right? They're not active investors. So... It sounds good, but then they don't realize sometimes that there are other um, avenues out there, smaller micro-businesses that actually are doing solid returns and solid cash flow and solid um, profits, have good P&Ls, all of that. And they don't know about those, those companies where they, can, where they can actually, though it might be a debt investment and not equity, but they're going to make good money, right? Me personally, for our company, um, such as you know, with the factoring, if you think about it, we're doing eight ten percent per month on a factor, right? It's one hundred twenty percent per annum, right? 
So I can literally, I can, I can give an in, I can give an investor twenty percent per annum. There's no sweat off of our back to do that. A lot of people don't know that these kind of rates that are debt, not equity, mm-hmm. are out there as options for them. At least where my company is concerned. Um, and our investors are doing so well right now, and and I'm just, you know. So that's a, like, yeah. that's a point that yeah. I wanted to touch on there because this is twofold. But you're right in that one, the market is filled with a lot of people who, and even more now, yeah, because Trans Jamaica being the biggest, even more people are now in the market who don't know. And a lot of people got into it. And a lot of people got into Trans Jamaica just because they didn't hear about Wigton. I, I gave the story in another episode about Wigton. a friend of mine who <laughs> put $6 million in, applied, and then called. I ask um, if I hear about it and if I know what, what I think about it. And this is after applying. <laughs> so the money is already in. No clue. What, in already. Yeah, no clue what it is. And then they go into call and ask. And a lot of people get that. I'm <laughs> not knocking nobody for it because they hear about Wigton. A lot of people went to Wigton and made near 100% over time. No, it's almost back to IPO level, but. It still okay. made a lot of money for a lot of people. Even though I think it's at fifty something, mm-hmm. fifty something cents. I think maybe fourteen percent in this time yep. is still great. The market gave us thirty percent last year. So if you made half of that, even though you're still great on it, or if you hold longer. But my point is to agree with you, there, Chris. Is that yes, a lot of people are in and don't know what they're into, and so we are big on don't education know what here. Yeah. That's how big can I ask you? A, can I ask you guys a question, Randy and, and Denai? Yeah, man. What is your? What would you recommend right now if somebody has us as has some funds in the stock market? Are you telling them to to liquidate, um, take your take take your money out and just you know run with it for now and 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 don't hold? What is your recommendation, or, or would you say it's just depending on each person's risk tolerance? Because based on what's happening now, and, and not not to create panic and what have you. But when you look into all these, you know, all I'm seeing is red arrows pointing down. I looked on the Junior Stock Exchange not long ago, mm-hmm. right? Probably 70% are just showing losses, right? Mm-hmm. The only companies I see that are doing well are the companies you expect to do well, right? The um, Fontanas and so forth. Well, not even so them doing well. <laughs> In terms of share price, not even them doing Fontana's well. Share right? price. Oh, yeah. share price is done for the year. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there you, well, there you go. But what would you recommend to the layman coming and listen, man? I have a million dollars in the stock market. What should I do? I might be losing my job in a month. What would you recommend? Although I see on your thing, you say you don't give advice. That's the first thing <laughs> I would I was going to start with that. Thing. I was going to start with that. Yeah. I would. I would <laughs> advise. Wrong question to ask. No, it's the right yeah. question to ask. But it's a good question to ask. So, um, one, I would remind mm-hmm. them if they know me, they know already. I like that it's out there, so people know already that. Not, I'm not a financial advisor, neither is Danai and this show, nothing on this show, and neither is Chris for that matter. Unless Chris, you are, and we don't know. <laughs> no, I, I'm not. Yeah, no, no. so none of us are. I'd like, to, I'd like to think I am, but I'm not. <laughs> so none of us are financial advisors, and nothing on this show is financial advice. Having said that, though, in this situation, it is definitely up to the person, their, um, their risk tolerance, as you mentioned earlier, uh, their mm-hmm. personal goals, because don't be fooled mm-hmm. the, this time is not being seen as a terrible time for everybody uh we, we people 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 like me are very very happy right now because this is a blessing that we never expected to get the market is also well the market has reset itself in terms of prices we are getting prices now that are similar to prices three years ago 
on companies that have proven three yeah. years of good. When you see a company mm. like NCB, the, 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 one of the most major companies in Jamaica, definitely the biggest thing on the market, a monster in the market, and you can get mm. it share, you can get it per share today at one fifty eight eighty four. When three months ago it was at two hundred, it's at one. In the hopes, yeah, but you're mm. gambling on it. You're gambling as it's going to then do good in the next three to six months I will step one and this, and this will be a long episode if we do it alright so all right, one all right. we don't gamble I, we don't gamble one two you know, you know you know you know I'm sorry I interrupted you go ahead then I, my two you're looking at two you, you gave a timeline that's not necessarily everybody's timeline so you said three to six months who says I'm buying NCB now for three to six months time I could be for a year I could be for two years mm-hmm. everybody's okay. time is specific to them you hold yeah the gambling thing going back to the gambling somebody what somebody's going in for the gambling is assuming that they don't have an understanding or they they have no idea of what's happening. So you're going for a full risk. You're just throwing blindly into the into the night. Mm-hmm. Right. If somebody understands NCB and looks looks at what's happening with NCB or what's going to happen with NCB, and they can pick up whatever indicator they use to figure that out, mm-hmm. and they say, "Boy, NCB is worth more than whatever it's trading at now," then they buy an NCB. They're going to get some of a return from that company. That's more than one hundred forty dollars should. We'll be giving them if they if they can see that and get that right. So say the dividend yield goes up because NCB gets more money and right? the profits go up. Then you bought a one forty dollar stock that was trading at two hundred at fairly priced at two hundred. You got it for one forty and you're making more money in whatever time period you're looking at. Then I don't the person is better off, right? So sure. the dividends go up. So they start paying more money in dividends and more money versus a lower price. It just works out better for you. Yeah. The so it depends what you're looking at in the market. Yeah, the reason I would say it's not gambling, Chris, is because, just like Danai said, we remove as much of the risk as we can. So we don't, like right now, I and I'll use myself to avoid any trouble. I don't look on NCB and go, boy, you know, I'm gambling that it might go up to 200. I'm saying NCB bought Guardian Group fully, not fully, 60, 62%. Um, mm-hmm. In doing that, Guardian Group already owned NCB shares, so they have also now taken back more shares that won't necessarily go to the market, so they've lowered the amount of shares available oh. in the market, um, and that's a more long-term factor. Two, they're branching out heavily into insurance, and they're going across the region, and they're funding a lot of the bigger mm-hmm. plays in Jamaica quietly, and they're funding heavy infrastructure plays. Love or hate Trans-Jamaica and its price right now. The listing, region, right? Yeah. Right. The listing was actually carried out by the NCB cap market team and the JMMB team. Um, NCB also profits from things like that. They used to be the biggest single owner in JMMB. They sold it to Proven. Um, and they have right. huge deadlines to a lot of these companies. Within the region, they, they just funded something huge in terms of oil. Um, my assumption is that it's in terms of oil in Guyana. Um, they mm-hmm. also just finished, I think, our two point. Uh, a two hundred and twenty million is some a huge. I think two point two billion Trinidadian debt raised by the Trinidadian government, and again that was done by NCB, an mm-hmm. NCB company. When I look on those things and I calculate the money coming from it, and I look at what the actual financials are showing, we see that yeah. in terms of just straight fundamentals, NCB is heavily undervalued. 
right now by the market, right? I mean, it has a PE ratio of 13.97 times, and that's at the 158, and somebody got it today for lower than that because it traded at its 52-week low today. Mm. So it's not much of a better gamble to say that, let us say, within a year, NCB Mm -hmm. is going to be huger. And then you can look for other signs, though. Within the market, you look at the economic activity happening. As much as this thing is bad and the shelves are empty, I only see that when there's a hurricane coming and it was Christmas three months ago. So that means that there's a lot of economic activity happening and the biggest financial player with economic activity in Jamaica is NCD. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, I, we can go one more step where you can now look and say NCD, in addition to hitting consumers and handling business in the investment business side of business as they've been doing in the international markets and with bonds and so on, they also have people inside who know things that's coming. Just in terms of investing, the people inside the company will always know more than the people outside of the company, right? So the people within NCB have been quietly buying up shares over the last few weeks heavily. Now, if you're inside the company and you are buying mm-hmm. it up heavily, that means you know somewhere you feel that in the future you want to own these shares and you want to get them cheap. It's not like inside of trading, no man. No, well, it's it's. I don't know. It's so it's inside of. You can't buy it no because it's no longer the blackout period. Yeah, it's done. It's, it's done above yeah, so board. And the reason why we know no, about it, yeah, the reason why we mm-hmm. know about it is because it is reported. So they report it on the Jamaica Stock Exchange. Mm-hmm. So it is. It, it's yeah. a it's a known thing. So that allows us to look at it and say, wow, these guys. Yeah. As much as the share price is going down, these guys aren't running away. These guys are buying. So yeah. that sort of thing well, gives you confidence when you're in the market. But I do know that unless you are used to it, it can be a very fearful time. Yeah. As we were in a quote that I'm sitting here, Warren Buffett said, we simply attempt to be fearful when others are greedy and to be greedy only when others are fearful. <laughs> ah, that's today's Buffett. Yeah. Thank you for bringing it up naturally. <laughs> Buffett, yeah. Today's Buffett. Thank you, sir. Thanks for your contribution to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so that's something we talk about yeah. all the time. Buffett and in terms of what he actually does and says versus what people think. Mm-hmm. And that is a major quote. Right now when everybody's afraid, mm-hmm. but some of us are, are, are quietly hoarding up things because if you had told me two months ago that I would be able to get NCB below $160 per share, I wouldn't have believed you. But here we are. Well, you know, that, that, that is no different than in 2008 with the subprime mortgage. You know, a lot of wealthy people started to buy up all these cheap homes and, and all across the country. And about three years, those, those homes went up in value like quadruple and made, her, mm-hmm. made those people even yeah. more and more wealthy. So it's the same concept, and you know? it's just that like you're talking about, you know, a bank. Stocks. Mm-hmm. But it, it, um, mm-hmm. yeah, it's a similar thing. Yeah, you buy buy when everybody is, is fearful. I, I, can, I can see that for sure. Yeah, and the beauty of this thing. That's why, that's why you're happy. Yeah, exactly. Because the beauty of this thing is, you know, a company is linked. A company's share price is linked to the company. But a company is not its share price. NCB was an amazing company three mm-hmm. months ago, and it's an amazing company today. If the, sh- the share price reflected that three months ago, if the share price dropped now, the company is still a good company. Yeah. Yeah, so that's the sort of thing we buy on. Yeah. No, I feel like, feel like I need to, need to go out and buy some um, NCB share. <laughs> we'll speak to your licensed financial advisor about that. Yeah, advisor, yes, do that, sir. I think I just, I think I just did... <laughs> you you did not, sir. 
you, you did not. I, I can't take the FSC pressure. But you did raise you did raise initially a great point in that a good while we are gung ho, and I say we here mean that I myself. While we are gung ho, we do take on higher levels of risk. Um, a, a, an investor who maybe isn't as aggressive as us, there is room for different products. And what you have done through Sprint Financial Services is that you've offered one of those products to people. So you, you're not just offering loans to companies, receivables loans, factoring to companies, but you're allowing the public to actually also invest in those loans and you give them a return. I am. Yeah, we are. Um, it's called Sprint Wealth. We've been doing it now, uh, I would say, for about... Well, we've had investors for the last eight years who have just... But not where we went and told people on social media about it or anything like that. It was more people who just knew and said, hey, you know, um, can we invest some money? I said, yeah, sure. And then when we got onto this particular product and we had so much um, demand, I'm talking... We were getting demand weekly, weekly around there, probably like six million, seven million per week. In fact, people applying for it, wow. right? And, I, and, and, I, and since be, Corona or before? No, and before Corona. Wow. Since Corona, um, honestly, I mean, Corona really has taken a foothold in what? The last two weeks, five days when I really, really got scared. Yeah. But yeah, the application has actually risen since then. I'm not saying we're actually giving out the, the actual cash to them, but um, right. So based on the fact that we've had all of this 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 demand, we said, listen, I don't have enough cash right now um, to lend out to all this $6 million a week of new clients every single week coming in at $6 million, relative to that amount to, to lend to them or to factor them. So I said to myself, you know, um, let me talk to a few people, maybe go on social media, people that I know, and let them know about um, that they can invest in these particular products. Mm-hmm. Um, company, the, the, the services Sprint Wealth, we put it out there, and yeah, we've got tremendous feedback and have, have um, raised a decent amount of funds. And as a result of that, have been able to satisfy a couple of these new um, applicants. So we're very excited about it. Um, it's, it's, it's just such a great thing to not just to make, you know, we're all here to make money, we have to eat and feed our families, but to see people actually making this passive income at a decent ROI is is to me it makes me feel good to see that right and where it's not just at the stock exchange and no like i said i, I don't have anything again to clear that's that's awesome but it's nice to give people this other option and they're they're so happy some of some of the my folks um you know they can able to get they can actually get their interest every month after a certain period of time when the fund at the fund have been in and it's just been a great thing so far and we're able to know we want to be able to just let more people know about it. Uh-huh. Um, we are very transparent in whatever it is uh, an investor would want to know. Mm-hmm. Any questions that we have, we want Which to answer. Right. Yeah, of course, you have to be, right? Um, and uh, it, it, it has just been, yeah, it's been a great thing. I said to myself, why didn't I do this three, four, or five years ago? <laughs> that, that, you know, but so, do you start Spring Wealth before you had a heavy demand in the factoring? No, no, no. Sprint Wealth literally started um, not very long, uh, probably like hardly eight months in terms of an official sense. This is Sprint oh, Wealth and, and putting it out there. And just for you know, at, at first, are you guys on Twitter? You know, sorry, just not, not to What's cut that? you that night, not to cut you that night, but just for clarity there. Sprint Wealth is an actual right. product, you know, but his company, Sprint Financial Services, has mm-hmm. been around for longer. Yes, yeah, nine years. 
Mm-hmm. You, back, you guys were yep. the party loans and recreational loans? Yeah, man. We yep. started that. We were the we were the company that initially put that up. <laughs> you guys are innovative, very smart. <laughs> <laughs> so guys, so to, on today's podcast, we have the. I've got a lot of flack for that whole thing, so I don't know if I want to. Uh, can no, talk yeah. about it, but we we had so, a lot of. Um, smart no business man. always gets a good. Smart business always gets good flack, bro. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I always said that. <laughs> what? I, I always said that. I mean, I'm, I'm, I remember one. I remember one time we first came out with the with the product. Um, it was in the paper, and I wake up. I wake up. Um, in my bed, and I'm looking up at the TV, and I think TV the morning time was on, and I see these people talking about um party this party loan, and I'm all of a sudden I'm like half away. That's I'm the worst thing ever. Awake, you know? eh? The worst. I wasn't even fully awake, <laughs> and I look on the screen, and I see. I think it was Yendi Phillips talking about Sprint Financial and Christopher Barry. I'm like, whoa. When did this happen? <laughs> and then they were back, and all of a sudden, I'm doing an ER interview, um, entertainment report, I think what it's called. Uh-huh. I'm doing something <laughs> on RJR. Um, I'm having a paper comp and interviewing me. I'm like, what is the big deal? Credit cards do similar things. Is that I'm making it more particular. I'm saying, okay, exactly. recreational. Yep. Mm-hmm. And there was this whole, yeah, so. Yeah. But here's a fair thing what's funny. Right now, there are a lot of MFIs who are now offering recreational loans. Yes. Yep. Right? Mm-hmm. So you can't beat the major enemy, no? Yep. Yeah, exactly. First exactly. they'll hate you, then they'll limit you. Then they'll limit you, exactly. Yeah, exactly. I can't believe that um, the party loan guy on this podcast will never know that when I started. That's <laughs> do your research, man. Yeah, that's crazy. That's crazy. All right, so I was saying, I first heard you guys on, on Twitter. Spring, spring wealth was it? I saw it on Twitter. People are talking about it's a bad thing. It's a loan company. People are just wondering what what's going on. How are these guys offering investments? And you know, so yeah. well, when listen, I looked at it, uh, to my yeah. in my head it was clear. It was clear what was happening. It, it just made sense to me because, as you were saying, you need you need something to fill your the gap in your business. So you went for the best. Well, me and Randy love to talk about other people's money. Opium. Yeah, it's the best yeah. money. Make money on their money, and you give them a good return. And everybody's yeah. I've always said that nobody has money. You know, um, every strangers have your money. No money is your money because money has to flow and move for it to be money and make sense exactly. by definition of what it's there for. Yep. Exactly. Um. So if it's not exactly yeah, uh, opium is a good thing because that's what everybody has anyways. Opium when you look at it. Mm-hmm. Uh. But yeah, you have to be mm-hmm. innovative. We try to be innovative in our company. Um. I don't think you can grow and expand in this market. When I say this market, I mean globally, mm-hmm. without being innovative. You can't be just like what everybody else is doing. Right now, we're a virtual company, meaning that all my employees work from home. So this is not new to us. Long before COVID, um, long before the corona. Long, long before we were working from home. Right? <laughs> long we, had an, COVID. We, had an, we had an office. We actually do have an office now, it's a, it's a, but we don't take customers in and that kind of thing. It's just people on a board meeting, that kind of thing. But all our employees employees are working from home. It's, it gives them, they, they work harder, they work longer hours, they're happier, um, and it cuts down also on just our expenses. Everything we do is electronical. Everything we do is in the cloud. When somebody signs a contract, they literally mm-hmm. use a finger and sign on their, on their smartphone screen. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we do our interviews sometimes via via um, Skype or WhatsApp, which is even very rare. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I, I, I can't for the life of me see why is it that anybody's having a brick and mortar if you're in microfinance. It just doesn't, 
Today, yeah. I don't see why someone is going into a, a brick and mortar to shake somebody's hand to go and, go and get a loan. Yeah, and you leave out. I never, I just. You left out the way three hours in the in the waiting room. Three to six hours. Uh, uh, oh, yes. Yeah. yeah. That, and yeah. to boot, and to boot also, it's a little bit embarrassing. I'm going for $100,000. I'm in the button, I'm going for $100,000 or $50,000. <laughs> true. I want to I, I wanna stay home and do my thing. And I think what is happening now, and, you know, in every dark cloud is a silver lining. This COVID thing, as bad as it is, we're going to come out on the end of it a much stronger people, not just Jamaica, but globally. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Because, mm-hmm. yeah. Because at, at, the, at the end of the day, what you're realizing, everybody say, work from home, work from home. I can tell you, you know, if COVID happened 15, 20 years ago, there would be no option to work from home, you know, because the technology was not there. Yeah, it was very, it was rare. It was rare, yeah. The technology yeah. was not. If you're going to say go, go work from home and you were, you were, as I don't know, a secretary working at a place answering phones, um, you know, the big bulky phones that you'd be using back mm-hmm. 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. You guys are now, know how old you guys are. <laughs> right. Um, there's, a, there's a good chance that you couldn't do that job from home. The technology wasn't there. Mm-hmm. You have WhatsApp, you know. You have um, social media, Facebook, Twitter. You can you can communicate faster. You can now send fact. You, you can send a fax from your cell phone, you know, with these apps that you have. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. There's a fax. You don't have to physically have a fax machine necessarily. Take a picture, and it somehow does this magical thing and it looks like a fax or whatever the That's case is. True. So people are realizing when I said um every doctor has a silver lining is because now people are saying, hey, maybe I can work from home. Maybe companies are not gonna realize and say, hold on. Maybe I don't have to have them come in, make them stay. Even after COVID is all is is, is not a problem anymore. Say, so, hey, <laughs> no, I'm stay home. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yep. And then maybe you don't have to pay mm-hmm. that rent and people are you're gonna get more out of your people if they are working from home, if it is practical to do so. And the only thing I think that might come out of this whole thing as, as, a, as a silver lining, I believe, because I've been doing it now for a little while, and I look back and say, why did I, why would I have an office? It's, this thing does not need an office. Money, money is now 97% of all currency out there is digital. Mm-hmm. It's all digital. Cash, cash mm-hmm. is only, cash is what, 3%? But what a 3% so, is? What the cash? Mm-hmm. As I had about three percent say away, yeah. man. But I'm I'm agreeing with you completely. Um, it's good to hear. It's yeah. good to hear a CEO speaking like this, especially because he, you know how it goes. Because not speak sensibly. Yeah, it's not just the technology. Fifteen to twenty years. I mean, fifteen years ago, we had iffy technology, but what we definitely never had was a culture. Boss one yes. there. I I will never forget. I think it was oh eight or oh nine. I had some report to send at work. And I was sick, but you know, not too sick. And the boss kind of doing that half ass with them saying, yo, if you're not dying, you need to come in because this have to do. And I'm like, well, I have a computer here at home. Let me just do it. And you know, they never let me do it. I ended up having to drive to the office to go. Actually did most of it from home. Went to the office, load it on, load it on with my flash drive at the time. Finished it to go back home. Just because they wanted to see you in the office, I don't understand why. It's a, it's a cultural thing that needs to break. So I think you wanted to. Yeah, yeah, man, the, the breaking of the culture is great. If you're not seeing, if you're not seeing the person, then I'm not working. That's a, that's the idea. Yeah, but see, that's another part. Nobody of works the, on their own. That's another part of it. Then I is the technology part. You can't just do this mm-hmm. willingly, you know. You have to have the technology. Um, you have to be able to yep. watch watch your employees. The software that we use now is 
one of the best loan softwares in the world. And that's not just because the company told me that they are, it's because just I see how they work. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a whole Twitter feed beside it, you know. So I see when my employees jump online, right? I see when they come off. I see what they did when they did it, what comments they left. They have to leave comments. That's just that's just um, standard operating procedure. Mm-hmm. And so I know when they cl- when they went in and when they came off. Um, well, the funny thing is when they were in the office, they, they, they registered in on the feed at 9.05 and they're out at 5. Yeah. No, they're registering at 7.30 mm-hmm. and they're out at, at 6.30 or 7 o'clock yeah. because they're at home. And they're happy. They're more comfortable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Listen, you get up yep. and have to commute from sometimes. And let's face it, a lot of our employees are living in you know, faraway areas in, in, in neighborhoods that you have to take two buses or two taxis to come to work. Mm-hmm. When you take out that stress, right... Not only that, you're also reducing the um, carbon footprint, right? And you're reducing um, the spin that I have to take out of my paycheck. So I get into stay uh, home, so my mm, paycheck lasts uh, longer. Uh, it's a win-win once you have a good process. You have to have the software. You have mm-hmm. to have checks and balances. You have to have SOPs. You have to be... You have to be strong with them and watch them because they will slack off. You know, you're at home. The bed is right behind you. You can't slack off. But you have to have... <laughs> Yeah, man, they have they have to have um um the quotas that they have to meet. Milestones. And once they do mm-hmm. once they do these things, you will find that the world is a happier place in twenty years. You know, I guarantee yep. you, I'm even twenty, fifteen years. About fifty percent of the workforce probably will not be going to a brick and mortar office. It wouldn't be warranted. That's Just not warranted. That's true. That's true. It doesn't make sense, but it's something that we have done. Mm-hmm. And one thing where went to culture just now, though, is because it touches mm. back on a point that you mentioned with you having to be innovative in business in the region, but also I'll say in Jamaica. And in Jamaica, we have a specific kind of response to innovation, and it's not to praise it. We don't praise innovation up front. Yeah, man, the very first thing when you, somebody sees something innovative in Jamaica is not, whoa, we're very strong in terms of our resistance to change. So I, I like, then I touched on it. I remember when mm-hmm. I saw Sprint Wealth, because we saw it online, we saw it on Twitter, um, and people were asking, yo, what's this? Are these guys for real? This don't make sense. Who are these people? Blah, blah, blah. But now that I know it's the same party loans, yep. people. <laughs> <laughs> All of a sudden, I have credibility. Well, you know what? My <laughs> it aligns. Pr- no, no, man. Yeah, in my, no, man. In my personal books. Now, it's funny enough, you know, when Randy and I are speaking about it privately, when we saw it online, I sent it to Randy the same time. We were laughing and saying, this just makes sense. Because that, that whole OPM thing, it's something we already had discussed before, and I said, it does make sense. Take a lot of people's money, do whatever, and just run it through. Somebody gets a good return, you get a good return, everybody happy. Yeah. So, long, long as you're giving value. Thing yeah. here. Long as you're giving value. Yeah. Long as you're giving value. Exactly. Yeah. That's it. And you split the risk. Yeah. That's it. You split the risk. Mm-hmm. I, I want to cut it because we have been talking about Sprint exactly. Wealth without actually saying what it is. A Sprint Wealth, and I'm looking at a flyer in front of me. Um, and mm-hmm. we'll, have, oh, a yes, link, right, we'll yeah. have a link to the flyer in the show notes, guys. So if you're interested in it, and you should be interested in it, especially now where the market is dipping, you should be interested in it. Trust it has me. three options on it. Investment option one is 100000 and it lasts for three months, and you get 1.5% per month. So it's, that works out mm-hmm. to 18% per annum, which I guess assumes right. that you leave it for every quarter. All right? Um, investment right. option two mm-hmm. is 300000 and there's 20.4% per annum there if you leave it. Works out again 1.7% per month. And the last one is 500,000, which is 24% per annum, um, which is 12 months or 2%. It's so funny to me that last one is so funny because 
well, trans Jamaica people would have lost 24% today. That's all. When I was looking at it, but yeah. but still, it is an option. Well, look at the market. The market gave thirty percent last year. Exactly, exactly. Than I, the market for the entire year gave thirty percent with greater risk. Mm-hmm. True, it is with greater right. risk. Yeah. So if what is equity exactly greater risk, and you have to you have to know more. Like you, the, the amount of work you have to do versus giving Chris your money. <laughs> Trust me, the difference. <laughs> if you know you can't guarantee yourself twenty four percent, and Chris is a good guy to approach. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it, it doesn't stop at that, that. I mean, you can go up to two million as much as you want to put in. Is 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 possible? I mean, we've mm-hmm. had some people who do two million. Some someone did five the other day. So it depends. But then it's a, those are longer term investments. Now you move, you're looking to five years to hold. For something that's when it gets to that kind of number, but um, yeah, I mean the options are there. We're here. Yeah. Well, you know what? Let me not make it all be a nice hunky dory praising meeting because I should say some of the backlash that has come online, and it's sure. a good opportunity for sure. you to address it. it and sure. um, I remember when we seen it, when we seen it the very first time, one of the questions was, um, "How are these guys saying Sprint Wealth Advisors?" Blah blah blah. But now I'm looking at it, I'm realizing the company, the product's name is Sprint Wealth. Mm-hmm. And you have advisors beside, you know, it, how are they? Well, Dan, I, maybe you can help guide us here. There is no, is there, is there a prohibition on, on calling people advisors? To say wealth, wealth advisor, investment advisor, all those things are just a name. So to, if you're giving specific, if you're giving certain types of advice on calling yourself that, then that's where you have a problem. But if you're doing investments and not necessarily that type of investment, and that person advises you in a specific way, then you're fine. So what Chris is doing, what Sprint is doing, sorry. Yeah, it's not, it's not, it's very different. Yeah, yeah, we're, we're not advising you to say, okay, buy this stock here, um, buy, buy um, a particular stock at this time, mm-hmm. put this amount of money in because we estimate that the bull market is going to be doing this and the futures are going to be doing. We're not doing anything like that. We have a particular product that we say, it's the fixed interest that you're going to get on your or on your return on the investment. This is what we're putting it in. The advice stops there, you know. The advice doesn't go any further than that. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, they were telling you about the product. Yeah. Outside, I'm sorry. They were telling you about the product, really. Just saying, that's the advice. We're giving you advice on the product. We're not giving you any, any other advice other than the product and what it is that we do. Um, yeah. You could say a wealth agent if we want, but wealth advice because we're literally giving you advice. Yeah. I don't know of any regulation that says we can't call ourselves a wealth advisor. I don't know of anything like that. If there is, there is I none. checked it out, then I'll, I'll cease to say that, but I didn't see an issue with it. And, it, and it's not untrue. Yeah, it's, the funny thing is that mm-hmm. we, we touched on this in the last episode that people have heard that I that you and I, care so much about the law that we are the ones who go and look it up so as far as i know and if i'm not an investment advisor i am worse not a lawyer <laughs> but from the law that i read what is actually <laughs> in jamaica which is the thing that i is the one thing i'd have wanted to say on that show or the the, the thing that's actually against the law in jamaica is to carry on an advisory business mm-hmm now, if you're not mm-hmm. doing an advisory business, or carrying out the business of investment advisory, then you are not being illegal, which is why so many insurance salespeople get to call themselves that, which is why everybody who's trying mm-hmm. to sell you some product or the other calls themselves that. 
but this one is yeah. very upfront with what it is. One one thing we should mm-hmm. ask though, Chris, is this are, are these percentages guaranteed? They are guaranteed. Well, let me not say that. Mm-hmm. I never would like to use the word guarantee because, as you know, nothing is guaranteed. Mm-hmm. I cannot say to you that um, guarantee in terms of yes, this is this is the present we will be giving you, but we it is definitely. I would say ninety nine percent that we've never we've been doing this for eight years. We've never had an issue with not paying paying our investors their dividends what they want. We've never had any issues whatsoever. I'm not I don't like the word guaranteed because okay. it, there's no such thing. Nothing is guaranteed in life. Whether it's a stock investment, whether you walk out of your house tomorrow. But based on our history and our performance in the last nine years, we we have always been in the black, mm-hmm. always done well when it comes to our investors. And we've never had any issues whatsoever. Um, but we can say as close to guaranteed as can be. Wait, hold on. When you say you've never had any issues, you, you've never had bad debt? No, in terms of our investors, we've never had any issues paying um, our investors getting their, their funds, their interests. Wow. What, I'm on, what I understand is that the, the, the investors themselves, they're, they're lending your company money and your company goes on for it and do the, do, does the factoring with it and then pays them based on That's what pay, we do. Pays them so that's investment and we pay you interest on it. And you can take your principal interest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you take your principal interest back depending on the tier that you've chosen. Um, in certain cases, if you want to get interest payments every month, we can also do that. Again, depending on the option that you've chosen. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. So that that's basically how it works. It's very simple and clear code, which is what I like about yeah, it. There's yeah. no ambiguity about it. It's very straightforward. So you're not you're not, you're yeah. not advising people in the investing or buying or selling of securities. So you're fine. And no. with this thing that what no. just blew my mind now is to say that okay, so if you actually take on the risk yourself. So in terms of me, the person coming to you and giving you a two hundred thousand. My risk is almost covered because even if something goes wrong on your end, you still cover back the money and yeah, the interest. Most definitely. Wow. Most definitely. I mean, and to be honest, we at least I can't remember. I don't remember when it is we've ever had an issue where um, we've had to struggle to pay an investor or anything like that. Because remember, our margins are very high in terms of what we're paying investor mm-hmm. in interest is good for them, <laughs> but also but also what our product actually yields. The margin that the product actually yields, so, um, especially in the factoring product. Um, you know, oh, yeah. Like I said, we're paying 90 to 92% of your invoice. That's 10%, 120 So we're paying our customers maybe 24%. Yeah. So we can do that. You know, when you're chopping the, the, um, um, the OPEX, on top of that, it, it still works out to, prof- to be profitable for us, so we're fine with and it. OPEX is and, low, and please, and your OPEX is a little bit yeah, yeah, I don't because want... you're, you're, and that's operating exchange for anybody who do Operating, um, that's an ex- expense. That's an exchange. Wow, sorry. JC on my mind. Right. You, you keep it low because you keep a, 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 a very clean. We're on a tight ship. Exactly. Yeah, man. Listen, man, I don't, we run, I'm not self-praising, but what we have done in terms of being a, a, a lender that is, I believe, on the cutting edge of technology in how we simply run our business, how it is we, we service our customers. I mean, if you call my office, you, you'll get the best customer service. I'm not just saying that because we do our surveys and we know this. Um, another thing I wanted to mention before I forget as we talk about the, the receivables payment, it is not a loan enough. I don't want to think it's a loan. It is not a loan. It is a service. Ah. 
it's a service. We're not we're paying somebody ninety to ninety two percent of their receivables, mm-hmm. and then we just get the full payment back from your customer. Mm-hmm. So it's not a loan; it's just a service. So on top of that, it does, yeah, it doesn't come under. It would not come under any future regulation because it's not a loan. Mm-hmm. By no definition, and you, I mean, that's something that is commonplace in terms of how it is titled if you look even globally to the other companies that do it. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Which is what I like. There's something about it, like, yeah. Hmm? What's that? It's, it's something about that's something about yeah. it that I like. The way it classifies itself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 pretty it's pretty straightforward. So to see something like this though being offered to people, I mean to me it's it's great and I it's am phenomenal. I'm like I'm I'm actually happy to see something like this being offered yep. just to regular people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think it's something also that um other companies I mean, not just an MFI, but if you're a company, let's put it this way. There's a there is this whole um thought process that we have that everything and all our money must go into institutions that are quote-unquote um, proven or approved by whether it's government or some bigger entity that it must go there in order for you to have full security and a lot of a lot of small business people now when they're going to banks and so forth to get a loan a business loan can't get the business loan because they don't have the collateral for it mm-hmm. they'll give you the credit they'll give you a credit card mm-hmm. they'll give you a school loan but God forbid, they're not giving the money for, for, uh, for it to start your business or to add into your business. Right. And as a result of that, you'll find that micro-business, SMEs, are having a hard time with just getting enough capital to get their business going. They have the drive. They have the intensity. They have the support from family and friends. But they just don't have the most important thing, which is the capital. Mm-hmm. And banks, which uh, you guys know the history of banks. Banks initially were made to fund the people. You know, at one point... Um, they call it usury. So if mm-hmm. you had, if you made interest or made money on money, mm-hmm. then it was illegal in some countries. They would kill and you. it still is in some countries. It yeah. still is, yeah. Ah, yes. you can't yes. do that. So a country like Jamaica now, where you have all these SMEs who can't find capital and can't find the funding, they should have other options to go to. And if it is that they have, they have um funds that they they want to invest somewhere, or if they want to be able to borrow a loan from somewhere. The smaller microfinance companies um, or even other companies that are not MFIs should be able to say, okay, hey, if you invest your money with us, we're going to give you this return back. I run a, a garbage truck company. I do X amount every month. If you give me $10 by the end of the month, basically I can give you back this money. It's just cash flow within the people. Yeah. Rather than have to have it having having to have it run through institutions, which are fine, institutions are good. You know, the stock is turned they're great. But I think we should also take our quote unquote um put money into our own hands sometimes and just look at other options. Look at your your other the, the small businessman who have a um a hardware store, right? He has good customer service, he has he has good product, but man, him can't really expand too far. He needs some capital. Well, why, why, why that guy can't go out and ask him neighborhood to invest, and then he gives he gives a dividend to them every three months or every month? Why would that be something that is not practiced and it's not in Jamaica? You are correct, and it should be, but I suspect it's a it's a it's um a side effect of our I would say our lower financial Here? literacy. Well, there's that yeah. too. That's all. Yeah. But no, but it's actually it's the same thing to me, you know. 
is that, and how Jamaicans are, how people are, but I can speak to Jamaica closely, is that we, we fear anything we don't understand. And because our financial literacy is low, anything that has to do with money, we hear so we either money just put it understand. in a bank or put it in a fixed deposit or put it under your bed. Mm-hmm. I put it in you another bed. something there. By the way, Randy, I have, a, I have a bone to pick with you. I realize it, it's a savings account you have. And when I saw it, you had a savings account, I was taken aback because we know say, savings account and my mindset of, of, our, of us and we know, we know about money, what money is. Savings account is something that we should always have a checking account. Just for our mindset alone, Randy. Uh-huh. You should have a checking check account. In because if you, think about it. If you have a savings account, right, in a bank, what are you really saying to yourself uh-huh. psychologically? Are you really saving money? No, because... Well, for me... Well, <laughs> as a, as a, for me, it's just an account. It's, a, ah, it's just an account. But it's just an account. I'm always, I'm, I'm always a little bit... Um, disappointed well, disappoint when I see folks having a savings account. Why, why have a savings account? Because at the end of the day, first of all, the bank doesn't really give you anything in the savings per year. It's like 0.001%, right? 0.06 of a Boy, you're making it even worse now. Right. And on top of that, inflation on average is what? 4.5%. So you're losing 3.5% per annum relatively just, just to have your money in a savings account, right? That's on top correct. of that, you know, the bank is lending that out at fractional reserve lending, what, nine times the amount. So there's that too. And then, and, and then, you, and then mm-hmm. so I'm saying to myself, not that it makes a huge difference in terms of savings and checking in. But from a mindset standpoint, it says to, says to yourself that, hold on there. You know, I'm not, I need, the system says that if I have a savings account, I'm really, it's like I'm not keeping my, my, my finger on the pulse of money. I want money really is what it, sh- what it should be. Okay. You, know, you know what I'm saying to you? Uh, From a psychological fish. standpoint. But, but, but what if that psychology doesn't affect us? I have a savings account. I don't, I don't have a checking checking account. I don't keep any money in the account, really. I just invest all of it. So I make money on all my money. I don't keep money there in the savings account. So but that, I don't have it. Thing for just, me. It's just an account. Thing for me. <laughs> so I don't think the psychology affects me, really. Oh, man, I'm just teasing around. I don't feel no way. No, but no, man. but you know you touch a good point there. You have to remember, say in you actually did, yes, it did. Um, a checking account comes with higher fees. Mm-hmm. A checking account comes with higher fees. In Jamaica, yeah. So I don't keep any money in the account. The money goes into the account and it goes into the market almost immediately. I don't really keep a lot of money free. Everything goes into the market or into an investment. Uh, yeah. Um, but but. If I keep a che- if I keep a checking account, the bank charges me because we have a thing in Jamaica where anybody who, who have a checking account is a business person and they must make money. Mm-hmm. Only for money, and so we charge a higher fee for no reason at all. Uh, so a standard from bank account? I, I, I didn't realize that. I don't. I think that they also charge yeah, you for having a savings account. There's also a fee for that. If you go below the the, the balance, yeah. they charge you for that. Yes. Mm-hmm. There are certain fees depending on how, depending on your bank. So every bank have their own fees. But for me, I, mm-hmm. exactly like what you heard, Dana, I yeah. said, that account is just a place where the money touches and goes immediately yeah. to wherever it needs to. Anyway, I don't want to help you now. Remind saving that, that bill yeah, pay. Yeah, cool. No, no man, it's a good point. It's a good point. That's what the podcast is about. We that's touch all kinds of things like that. That's actually, bank accounts in general are a thing that we'd love to talk about. But yeah. we, to get the right set of people to talk about it. And the truth is, nobody really wants to come and talk about the 
percent. <laughs> well, you know, we we have a whole podcast, then I um, Randy on banking. You know, one day about banking, what it is, talking about money, definition of money, what money really is. People don't know these things. You know, people think they know what money is, and they have they can't define what money actually. If you ask somebody today, define what money is. They put an answer, and they say, oh. We just use it as trade and barter and exchange for goods and services. There's an actual real definition for actual really money. It's <laughs> a literal four-point so definition. <laughs> eh? We should have had you on the podcast before. So I start off, I do class. Mm-hmm. Uh, I haven't done it in a while. So I know a lot of people are angry here in the setup, but I am. The, check your email, it's coming. Anyway, I do classes, and the very first thing <laughs> I start off my classes with is that question What is the purpose of money? Because I believe it only has one purpose. Okay. And people give you all kind of answers, but to me, what is your purpose? What's the purpose you see money as? It can only be invested. That's the only thing you can do with it. You can only invest it in things. You can only invest it in a sandwich, invest it in a taxi ride, invest it in stocks. an asset or a liability. But it is, exactly, but it can only ever be spent. That is oh, the yes. point of it. It is a transfer. It is a it is a representation of value, so that and you only have that value when you're transferring it. If you have the money save up alone and not do nothing with it, it don't make no sense. No, I completely agree with that. Yeah, people that think billionaires have a billion have billions of dollars sitting in a bank account, but that wouldn't be any that, uh, that's not no use to them. No man, like, you know, what, you, you what do they what, get from a billion dollars sitting in a bank yeah. account? That's pointless. No, not at all. <laughs> nothing. I'm losing my inflation. It has to do something. Yeah. You know, one one so, one of the biggest things that I try to do every month is get my account to almost zero. Right, my mission yes. is to get my account <laughs> zero. I want to lend out every single dollar because it has to flow. It has Which to flow. Right. Yeah, you're gonna mm-hmm. you're gonna have an average balance of a decent amount, but at a point you say, I don't want the money. Why am I staring at this figure for? It's not doing anything. It has to go out on the road and and and, and put on its its muscle and work mm-hmm. and bring home back the bacon. And that's what people don't normally see money like that. You know, um, a lot of times, yeah, it, people also look at money and they, you know, you have to realize, you know, you know and you guys will know this already, and your audience probably knows, and I hear they're very sophisticated, but also you have to realize that money today isn't backed by anything, you know. There is no gold back in it. The gold standard left years ago in, in, since Nixon. So there's no gold standard. There's nothing mm-hmm. back in your money but just fiat currency. Where the, yeah, confidence. confidence. It's simple confidence. confidence. And it's great confidence. Yeah. Yeah, you are literally putting your life and your freedom and happiness in these big institutions' hands. In America, it's the Federal Reserve. The Federal, yeah, the Federal Reserve. They say, listen, this is what your value going to be today, and then you have to just go and eat that mm-hmm. and take it. And so people don't know these basic things about money. They just know to spend it. But they, they say entre- entrepreneurs must know money, but employees don't need to know what money is because they must get a paycheck. But as an entrepreneur, as we as we all are. We need to know what money is, how it works, how it flows, um, how what kind of value does it really have. Notice that the value, the value exactly. has died off from the beginning. Mm-hmm. All these currencies go to zero eventually. What do you do with this cash? Buy real estate, buy something solid, buy gold, buy something that's going to pay you back. And people don't really, they don't, mm-hmm. they're, they're not taught about it, not their fault. Yeah, and that's why the financial literacy is, is is a needed thing, and not the typical financial literacy either. It is a, a realistic financial literacy because you said that people yep. don't know, but we we innately know, you know, but we don't know that we don't know. For example, trying it back to what we said about Trans Jamaica, that is a very clear example of confidence right, right there. 
it is not that there's anything wrong with Transamerica. Transamerica is a great company. But right now in the market, everybody is fearful. And I would rather a dollar in my pocket than a dollar in something else. And as a result of that, we see people not even trying to care what actual value is. I just want to get it out. And that in Mm -hmm. itself is an example of actual confidence from the public right here. It's a group mentality too. Group mentality. yeah. Exactly. And the people who can wait it out and who can who can pay attention to it and, and can ride it out are the people who win. Because I can tell you whoever is buying trans Jamaica for a dollar today and tomorrow is going to be winning in three <laughs> years. Happy. In five years are going to be winning. Well you see you have to, you have to scale right? out your risk though, you know, Randy. You have to scale out to who it is is that has these funds. The people who have a lot of who are very liquid. Yeah, they can put money down and scale out and wait. Wait and see those are rich people. But then the guy who him don't have that and have half a million dollars and he only makes two hundred thousand dollars a month, he can't wait out. So when you when you say what you said a while ago, you're really talking to people who have cash flow and who quote unquote are rich. You're not talking to the average guy out there. The average guy they can't afford to sit down and wait three years for this thing to do well. I'm going, I'm going well, cash out. Well I I'm actually talking to that guy mm-hmm. or girl, but I am saying to them that what you need to do is to have this conversation with yourself before you put mm-hmm. the money in. So mm-hmm. you need to be able to say to yourself, hey, if this thing goes south, am I able to sit down and wait three to six months? Am I willing to wait a year or two for it to recover? Yeah, yep. Or can I not do it? That was the thinking behind, well, you wouldn't know, but we, we Dana and I talk about it, the mm-hmm. Cygnus story. Cygnus mm-hmm. had an IPO, and I, I thought at the time that it was a little too rich mm-hmm. for my blood. But it was it was it was good as a company, just a little too rich for my blood there. And so I didn't I didn't put at my money IPO, in at IPO. And, and after it sank later on is when I got in. Okay. And it ended up being a great experience for me later on to the point now where it's worth much, 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 much more than it was at the okay. time. Even after the sink, mm-hmm. it's still worth more. But I had to have that conversation with myself because at that time I couldn't put the money down and have it wait a year and a half. Yeah. So I didn't touch it. You get me? And other people who could touch it, touch it, and they went into the dip. And if you are fine in the dip, that's fine. And if you're the worst fine, you want to be mm-hmm. is in a bad situation that you haven't thought out ahead of time. Definitely, definitely. Mm-hmm. And so, and so, yeah, that's why we try to push shows like this. So we try to push the information. The education, yeah. You guys are doing a really um, great service here, man. Really, really, really good. In more and more and more podcasts that is. Thank you, and we'll have said the same to you because thank you, sir. pushing a product that a lot of people would be afraid to do now. Yeah, but you are. But you know, really but you know, sh- shockingly, you know, shockingly, you know, people don't seem to be fearful. We put an ad out on Instagram, Instagram, just merely, and people are. We have what an average. 50, 60 people every every couple of hours asking questions. How do I invest? How do I do this? We've done pretty well. To be That's honest nice. with you, the, the fear that you think is there, I'm not saying this is not just like it is there, but it's not as bad as I thought it was. I thought it would take a while or whatever the case is, but that doesn't seem... But we have a name to, you know. It's not like we just popped up yesterday. Sprint has been around for nine years. So there's a certain... You're the party guys. Yeah, there's credit. Listen, <laughs> that's maybe 25% of our portfolio. The rest of it is, wow. is, is, reg- is regular... Um, yeah, well, twenty-two point five percent. So yeah, wow, that is that is a. But remember, it's not just party loans and a party just 
we call it recreational loans now. The party thing was because was in the beginning. We give out loans also for costumes for carnival that increases on a yearly basis. Um, we give out loans. Somebody wants to go to Miami for the weekend with them spouse and hang out. We do that also. Like pop loans, you know? Yeah. Quick say, hey, I want to go to Florida for the weekend. I already have the cash right now. I'm not getting... And they will give time to pay back in maybe three, four, five, six months. There's a market for that. There is. Yeah, people don't know that. And a growing market. If you have 22%, yeah. Growing. Listen, life short, you know. What we must do? Where I have this money work so hard for? <laughs> if I don't have the cash on me right now, I'm not saying it's, I mean, you should be irresponsible. Everybody weighs their pros and their cons, what makes them happy. But if you want to borrow a half a million dollars or $300,000 because, hey, you know, I've been working all year. I don't have the cash right now, but I'm going to go insane if I don't have a little vacation. And you want to go to Rock House for the weekend or for three days. Mm-hmm. And you want to come borrow the money and you can pay it back in three, four months, six months. So you don't have this long five year with a credit card that you pay minimum payment and you never finish a payment on the card. You know, <laughs> why not do it? And people, mm-hmm. people are always like kind of saying, boy, you know, that's so irresponsible. When you have a credit card, you know, most people, you know, you know where banks make a lot of their money, probably six, not six, maybe 40% of their total income is on credit cards, you know. Not, and not, yeah, a lot of banks. Yeah, and not, yeah, and not for you banks, paying, yeah. and not for you paying what you borrowed, like what you spent last month on the credit card. The minimum payments, they want you to pay minimum payments so they can keep you in debt until you're old and great. Yep. Right, mm-hmm. rather than get a quick, rather than get a quick loan, pay it off in six months. You're good to go. You don't have that debt for how long. But then it's so funny how the human but, being thinks. You know, we're gonna look and, and say, "Boy, okay, big banks, oh, they're okay." But the small guy giving a party loan or a recreational, all of a sudden, it's some, it's it, it's it's immoral or irresponsible. I, I don't get it. But to be honest, any anybody that's just talking about that, yeah, they, they don't really understand what debt is. So if they're talking, boy, let's take a loan for a party, they don't really understand what the debt it many, many times it actually makes more sense than spending all your money one time. Because mm. if I can spend, borrow from you, spend the money, spend that money I borrowed, and then over time I pay it back and I can I have the, my other money not coming in. So if I say, take out 10% of my pay to pay it back every month, right? The yeah. other money I have, I can go and invest. I can actually buy what I actually need. So the the loan exactly. many times make more sense than actually just spend the money I want them. Exactly, exactly. And, and people exactly. don't really get that. that. That's a financial history point, yeah. Yeah, yeah man. I, you can bring it to real. You can bring it to real talk, right? Yeah. So I say in this situation, consider this. I, I was using some girls before. Thankfully, the internet saved me from getting in trouble. So <laughs> let me say, let me say that um, um, there's one young lady out there, and she she wants to go to carnival, right? And she save up her hundred thousand um, to buy her her frontline costume. Um, she could instead in January, so she have her money from last year in January. She could instead invest that money in. And again, guys, it's not advice. It's just me being mm-hmm. me and thinking about how I would do it. That person could put their money into the stock market, into a stock that they like. Let's say they think something's going to be great in three months. Let's say they like Pulse at the time. Because Pulse has given a lot of gains over the last mm-hmm. three. They put their money in Pulse instead and go to Sprint and borrow and pay for the frontline costumes. So I have the 100000 in hand now. But instead, I put the 100000 in stocks and I go to Sprint and I borrowed a hundred thousand from them, and I go and buy my costume. Now the hundred thousand from Spring come with some interest on it. Maybe come with a let's say ten percent, 
So I really going to have to pay back a hundred and ten thousand. But what I'm banking on is that my stocks in those next three months is going to rise above that. Is going to give me more than that amount, right? And I'm going to be able to pay it, or I can pay a little, little out of my my, my, my my paycheck also. So I'm cutting my cost there. And even if the stocks go down, I don't have to worry that I'm losing everything. You're only losing whatever the percentage difference, difference is. is. No. Mm-hmm. It is a matter, again, of understanding risk and splitting your risk. Is that riskier than just going and paying up front? Mm. Yes. Should you talk to your financial advisor before that? Definitely. But in my book, at least, is that better than taking a hundred grand and buying something straight up? Yeah. Definitely. At least you have a, you have a, you have a investment portion to what you're doing. Yeah. I exactly. And I keep my cash to myself. Yes, Exactly. Exactly. Makes sense, but a lot of most people would not be thinking that way. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And in fact, most people might get advised against that sort of thing, but we have to change that sort of thinking because nobody has ever gotten rich without borrowing money. Well, nobody has ever gotten wealthy without wealthy without using other people's money. I should uh, say. Let me that, that's, good, that's a good, that's a good yeah, segue other... into into debt. You know, people think yes. that is a bad thing, but that is dependent on, you know, is it giving you, is it bringing in money or are you lose, putting out money? And a lot of people don't, don't realize exactly. that we live in a debt economy. The whole society is built on debt, which is really sad to say, you know, it's yes. very, very sad to say, but that's what it is. I mean, if you think if all debt was paid tomorrow from every country, the whole world will go into chaos. Yeah, it will go into chaos. Yeah. So, it's yeah. built on debt. Um, unfortunately, banks own debt, right? Um, but that's that's the big heap of whatever it is you want to call it that we've built over the last hundred years or whatever. But um, yeah, it's all debt. It's a matter of how how are you using this debt to your advantage? You know, that's correct. In fact, I never say it's a bad thing. It's a good thing because like the major problem in Jamaica hasn't been debt. It's been lack of access to debt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, credit is what really boosts an economy. Mm-hmm. Ray Dalio said it all the time that credit is is the real lifeblood of any economy. Well, uh, I have this thing I say: this yo, is, a, a mm-hmm. dollar, a dollar in your hand is mm-hmm. a dollar, but a dollar on credit is much more than a dollar. A dollar in your hand is one dollar, but a dollar on credit is a dollar in your hand. Plus, it's the interest that you're going to have to pay back where you borrowed it from. Plus, it's the insurance on top of that. So now it's an insurance payment mm-hmm. there. Plus, it's whoever is tracking the actual the actual payments that you need to do to pay back that dollar. So a dollar on credit is much more powerful than just a single dollar by itself. No. Yeah, so we should not credit, but we should know that we need to manage it carefully and be sensible with it. That's, that, that's true. I do hear your point on, on that, um, the debt for, for having the one dollar and also having a debt of a dollar because then I guess you can use the debt. But I, I think from a, at a starting point, debt definitely is, in my opinion, is is not good for any economy, any any economy at all because of the simple fact you're living on a mounting of debt. I mean, you guys have heard of deficit spending in the United States where you just print more cash. For example, the perfect example, this corona situation that's happening, the U.S. now has to come up with one trillion or two trillion dollars worth of cash to bail out small business, medium-sized business, and so forth. Where is that cash coming from? It's not borrowed cash, you know. It's cash that has been mm-hmm. that has been magically appeared out of nowhere. It's called it's almost it's, it's what you call deficit spending, except it's going to be used to bail out people. But 
like in any economics, as you guys know, if there's any too much of one thing, what happens? The value decreases. So if you keep on pumping cash into the economy, mm-hmm. right, and pumping and pumping, what are you doing? You're lowering the value of the cash. And eventually, you're going to put your dollar to mm-hmm. a point where nobody wants your money anymore. So I don't necessarily think, I hear what you're saying, Randy, in terms of debt. And I think in certain nuances, yes, it can make sense. But when you're going to a point where your debt is occurring not through actual hardware and work and value, but just being pumped out there as cash, right? That is where you're now building a quicksand economy. And that's why I said to you earlier in this conversation that every dollar goes to zero. That is built, that doesn't, that is not backed by gold. Because at the end of the day, mm-hmm. you're just building it on pure debt. And eventually, look at the US dollar, for example. Right? The US dollar, I think, since 19. 19- artist until now has lost 99% of its buying power coming down. It's just dropped. Remember, you know, still a reserve currency yeah, in the world. But that's, but that's even not really the point. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter if it's the strongest currency. No, that's a huge point. No, no, right no, no. There. It is, it is for no. It is for no, Randy. But that's just today. But the, 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 what I'm saying, the chickens are going to come home to rule sometimes. All this debt that America has exported to other countries, like in China and so forth and so on. Right, we give them U.S. dollars cash, and they give us the hardware, which is their the cars and the, the um, weave or whatever the case is. Eventually, the more money that we keep on pumping, that is weave, that America keeps on pumping into the economy, deficit spending, Corona, 1.2 trillion dollars coming out of nowhere. What's going to happen to the, the, the U.S. dollars? Going to lose value? Do you know? In Africa, in certain countries. It is almost illegal to use the U.S. dollar. It's illegal because the simple fact that it really has no real value. The only value it has is that debt value, but it's not going to last. I'm not trying to create any fear, but nothing can, no, nothing can survive and nothing. I've, the thing is backed by nothing. It's backed by nothing. There's nothing mm-hmm. back in the U.S. dollar. You know? There's no gold. It's, huh? It is backed by the, the full force of the federal that's system. Confi- yeah, the but confidence that's of the federal no, system. That, that, so you feel good about that? Um, I do. I do. Because what else am I going to be no feel more. good about gold? <laughs> gold is only gold is only pricey. Gold is only good because we decided that we wanted it to be good enough. We also no, decided Randy, we wanted I diamonds to be worth what they're worth. What you're Completely what you're saying. Completely well, Randy. Right. Check so the price of gold. No, 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 no. You can't, you can't, you can't check the price of gold because clearly the powers that be are going to try to reduce it as an asset class. So basically, you can't do as all the price. No, of man. Gold. I, no, no. What, what I mean. Mm-hmm. But Chris, mm-hmm. what is what was the utility of gold? What what actual value did gold have in those times? Well, the reason why gold had value because it did, it, it did Beyond, a lot. This thing no, it did a lot of things, man. Gold had a value because the simple fact that like what. Well, it is something that you can't create out of nothing, right? You have to literally dig it out of the ground or mm-hmm. a star had to blow up and it dropped, dropped to earth a million years ago. You have to find it. You can't produce it just because you want it. You can't print it, right? And anything that is in, that is in, short, that is in short supply is going to have value. That's just the way it is. It's going to have value. That's why gold was used. All right, so and it, it's all, it's all, have been any it's also a good. It's also a good means of, um, to conduct electricity. If you want to use that as it, but gold just had a no, value. No, as, as I said, at that time, <laughs> it's, it's, it's no, it's not using gold, gold, gold like that. Gold it's, has not, never... it's not like gold has utility. Uh-huh. Go ahead. So when when did we start conducting it to be gold? No, no, no. I'm just asking what it's used for. I just threw something out, but that is the need fact. No, no, nothing. Uh, no, 
No, no, it's not used. Yeah, no, man, no, it's not at used. the time when gold was a, was used. No, no, it's not used in any mass way for for electricity. I'm not saying that, but anything that is a precious metal. That's as. Oh, let me ask you this: Would you rather have a thousand dollars in cash today, or a piece of gold that is that is that has the same value as a thousand dollar in cash? Which one would you rather, the piece of gold mm. or the thousand dollar in cash? Do I have the gold in front of me, or do I have like? Yes, it's sitting. No, both of them are sitting right. I might take the cash because it depends on the really. Because I, I can trade the cash, yeah, so I can actually, yeah. I can actually make money out of the cash versus. No man, no. If but I sell in the gold, it's a thousand dollars. I wait until I wait until revalue is higher. No, no man, no man. You see, again, you're valuing gold based on what the powers that be want to value it as. But gold has beaten the dollar in every every country. By a yeah, mind in terms of its value. I agree, you know, I agree, but guess time. what I'm doing? I'm not, I'm, not take, I'm not keeping a dollar to keep it up. I'm taking a dollar to trade it so I can actually do something with it and make some money out of the dollar. But you can trade, but you can trade the yeah. gold. You can trade the gold. We have to find so somebody else who won by it. We have to find somebody else who won by it. If I take the gold today for more than a thousand dollars. Yes. If I take a thousand dollars worth of gold. If you take the gold, take the gold, the gold will be worth more. In a year, the than people that who had last year have not found. If I take a thousand dollars, they have lost. They have the, lost the, a lot of value. Well, but what kind of guys, guys, not, <laughs> gold has not lost. If you put the gold, if you put gold beside the dollar, the US dollar, mm-hmm. and, and a graph, until which one has lost more value in the last fifty years? You tell me which one has lost more value. I guarantee it's not last fine, you know, Chris. Well, look at, Gold has always maintained. What I'm saying, if I take a thousand dollars versus for a thousand dollars worth of gold and I have a thousand dollars cash, if I take the thousand dollars and I lend it out over and over and over and make some money with it, for, I can probably beat the return on the gold in a year, right? By actually using that thousand dollars. Um. For first of all, if you do that, you're not taking a That's risk fine. in that investment every time you're doing that. So you're hoping that everything That's that you're investing is going is going no, to be off. We have to one. But I'm saying to, what I'm saying to you. You're asking what I'm fine with. So right. you're asking what I, which one I would prefer, the gold or the thing that... So also, also I'm you're holding okay the value. If I'm holding the cash versus holding okay. the gold, then sure, give me the gold because $1,000 cash in my hand I hope over 50 years and I have to trade it out. Then I have $1,000 in 50 years. If I have the gold now, then I, and I want to say some event comes and I need to trade out the gold now. I can sell the gold for more than $1,000 and make money on it. Cool. But what I'm actually doing with $1,000 right. versus right. what I'm doing the gold right now, uh, if I don't have to hold it, then I'm taking the thousand. Uh, you're, talk, you're talking today. You're, you're, you're talking today in terms of you want to eat a piece of bread and, no, if I want to, and patty. You want the thousand dollar right now. Yes, so or actually want, want me, but as an investor, as an investor you should no, want. You should if, want I, if I'm an investor, I have a thousand dollars and say mm-hmm. I can beat. If I think I can beat the return on the gold in an extra time, then I just put the money in whatever can beat the return of gold, right? I don't I, I I don't think you would be able to beat that return, even though gold has fluctuated, but gold has only fluctuated because of the confidence of the market and the confidence of the people who are who are trying to lower it as an asset class. They don't want you to go talk back to the gold standard. They want you to use their dollar and their debt. But all you're doing what what you're doing, every time you we are out there we think we're making all this money. I mean, I don't want it to be long with it, but let us define money just as just as a definition of money, right? The, the, the money number one has to be fungible, mm-hmm. as we know, right? A dollar in my pocket is similar back in your pocket. A dollar it has to be portable, mm-hmm. if we carry it, right? Um, it has to be fungible also, and has to hold its value over a long period of time. 
by those definitions, we don't have money in our pockets now because the first three things do match, but the last thing doesn't match, which is holding a valuable long period of time. And by long period, I don't mean two weeks or a month, and I'm talking about a good 20, 40, 50 years. So we don't carry money in our pocket. What we carry is currency, the current value of what it is due today. So when it is, you are, you are basing your freedom and your happiness and your wealth based on the value of fiat currency, which is what we are using today, right? Money given by, the, sorry, um, value given by decree. If that is the case. Then you want to say that you're living in debt on, on, by debt. Then you're not living in a, in a, in a safe economy. This economy is not a safe economy. You know? We think that it is not at all safe because everything that we have is based on debt and on fiat currency. Currency that has no real value. That is only given value based on the people in these high positions who says, yeah, this is what you can buy today with it. It has no real value. And I think people need to realize that. And if they really look into it, they'll see it. A different yeah, conversation. Like that like, one. No, man, we're not for time. But but I, I like I like where you're going with this, and we, you know we need to have a more maybe an economic episode that will bring you back on and bring out a couple of economists here. Yeah, Indeed. but uh, it's like I did not expect this twist at all. The gold standard is Wizard of Oz. Me as well. <laughs> <laughs> so wait, hold on, Chris. Tell me something. You have actually a gold bar for yourself? No, no. I know some people do it. Serious, yeah, people. You have people like that. No, I mean, I, there are certain precious metals that 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 um, I actually share with my brother in the states and are in a back up big money, but yeah, gold. Yeah, in hardware, oh, wow. in precious metals, wow. not in paper. You guys can invest in paper and all that if you like. I I, I don't think for the long term when it, when it really you know what hits the fan, you're gonna want the dollar is not gonna mm. do anything. If the U.S. dollar tanks tomorrow, what happens to Jamaica? If everything tanks, when China starts selling back all of the all of the U.S. dollars, and the, and then America is now flooded with all this fiat currency, and the value goes to zero, we'll what's gonna happen? Using, we'll start using the renminbi. <laughs> you can't beat human confidence. Not get you. You're right. You're right. But I, I will, we really do need to have another episode this time. But yeah. I like that you're thinking. I like yeah, that you I like that you, you think different, and Indeed. I see where. It has contributed to the um, the rise of this company that you have and the innovative thinking mm-hmm. that you have. That's why I like I like I like ideas that aren't my own. I can go back and forth with them. Actually, I'm actually in, enjoying that. So, I mean, I will wrap this one though because I don't have people too long. So, thank you very much, Chris. I'll say it again for them that and you can plug your products. Sprint Wealth is an amazing product, guys. Check the show notes. You'll see a link to it. If you call, yeah. you want the loan. Call them and tell them so you heard it at earnings. Six three two four one eight nine. That's the office number. Um, you can yeah six three two four one eight nine. And at the more direct line um, to one of our wealth agents is two two one nine five six seven. That's two two one nine five six seven. And our Sprint Financial IG is Sprint Wonderful. Financial. All right, guys. I mean, look at yeah. it. So think about it. Think about the returns on it. And I I personally see it as. I see it having a place in a well diversified portfolio. Actually, um, yeah, if if it's if it can bring you the returns and it has track record, ask your financial advisor about it and consider it. I mean, I can tell you this: somebody who who is getting the payout this month is going to be a lot happier than somebody who owns the wrong stock this month. Yep, indeed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely, I welcome. 
I welcome anyone to come in uh, again. Ask us. We want to. We can discuss it with you. We're very transparent and give it some thought. It's an option for you. It's an option to to get real steady flat rate ROI on your money. And um, we want to help you, man. We want everybody to have passive income. We want everybody to be able to not just you know sit down and do your nine to five. You gotta go out there and make cash. The world is getting tough. It's getting hard. Um, making money is not easy, right? You're exchanging time for cash. Don't always do that. You want to get passive income coming into your bank account. You want to sit down and just have that money while you're sleeping coming in. To do that, sometimes you take a little bit calculated risk. I don't see it as a risk from where, what we're offering, but, you know, take a chance. Let me just plug one more thing. The email address is sprintfin. That's sprintfinwealth at gmail.com. So sprintfinwealth at gmail.com. That's the email address also. Perfect. And it's in the show notes, guys. So check the show notes right now and you will see it. Yeah. Yeah. Alrighty. All right. Thank you so much, Chris, right, for Chris, coming for with us. But I don't want us to wrap just yet. There's one thing that we do for everybody. We call the earning season gauntlet. It's a little thing where we just want to show that the market is for everybody, no matter what level of expertise or experience you have. So with the knowledge that you have right now in the market and understanding where we are with coronavirus and all these other things, looking at the market right now, and you have to pick something on the market, sir. <laughs> pick two stocks that you would hold for, yeah, man, <laughs> that you would hold for the next year, a year, hold, hold that yeah, sound year, down, year. Right? Yeah, yeah, a year is good. The next, a the year. next year, you said? Yeah, mm-hmm. a next, the next year, yeah. Um, You put me on the spot. I That's would, the point. That's the point. <laughs> <laughs> I would, um, I was looking at, well, you said they were down. I'm looking at, I'm more on the junior stock exchange now. You're talking about anything. 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 Because we're, we're heavy. Main or junior, yeah, doesn't we, matter. We, main, junior. I'm the matter. transit, the highway. Mm. And of course, the real, the real question is the why. Go ahead. The why? Well, because clearly it is um, not because everybody's jumping on the bandwagon, but I don't see something like, that is, is transportation that is going from east to west. Makes an, whenever there's convenience given to humans, it's probably going to do well. And I would, I would, I would bet my money because there is gonna, it's going to be very convenient just to get back and forth between east and west on that highway. Um, yeah, it's not an educated response necessarily. I, I'm, I'm, I'm very organic, and that's why I think it, it would do well over time. Granted, there are probably going to be some hiccups that it's going to have, but I think I think in the long term it's it's going to be a good investment. Over a year, I I agree with you, and do mm-hmm. remember that it also is projected to have nice enough um, dividends. Yes, but I can mm-hmm. understand where you might not pay attention to a dividend because I mean, I, an okay dividend is one percent, one point five percent is a great dividend, but you are giving people that every month. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. I really invest in my own company, to be honest with you. But, um, yeah, um, that's what I would think. I think Lasco also. Anything. Which one? There's Lasco Financial Service. Okay, yeah. okay. And why do you um, like because, again, they're, they're providing tangibles that, that they, have a, they have a long-standing name, um, well, in Jamaica, and people... Are always seem to be using using their products. I don't see it. it the, the, I, I've, I've never seen a case where they're 
their products have never always been utilized by the Jamaican people. So I think it will it's, it's all it will always be stable and do well. Barring raw some some of the raw materials that they use simply not being produced anymore. But barring that I think they'll do well. And you asked me this right off right, you asked me this right off of in a in a, um, a surprise ass. So I'm just jumping on what coming to mind. No, that's, that's fine. That's, that's fine. That's that's the point of yeah. it. Yeah, the point of it is to see that is to show people that you know, even if you're not in the market you can almost at any given time at least pick one or two things out of the market that you know something about. And it's very easy to go and just do the extra research yes. to find out yes. more. Yes. Yeah, you can dig a little I, deeper. I, I, so I, I like, I, I like, I think just... I'm pretty sure you'd know a whole lot more about this than I do. <laughs> I do, but I'm still That's not fine. an advisor, sir. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But but Laska, I think what you're looking for is actually Laska Manufacturing because they actually make things. But Laska Distributors yeah, distributes, distributes, okay. distributes them. whatever they do, yeah. But that's good because it's a buffer. It means that Lasco distributors will almost always take a little bit more of whatever it is that Lasco, Lasco Manufacturing makes. So Lasco Manufacturing has almost a guaranteed customer, from my point of view. Yeah, well, that actually makes sense. Yeah, so it means that even if something goes wrong, you will see it affect Lasco, Lasco distributors before, before it hits Lasco yes, Manufacturing. Yes, yes, exactly. Yeah. And so you can adjust based on that. Exactly. Thank you again. Yeah, man. Um, so, it, Christopher Barrett from Sprint Financial Services. Pleasure, sir. And thank you for being here with us. Um, we're definitely going to have you come back and tell us more about this gold ha, standard. Okay. Definitely. All right, Randy. Nice. It's a pleasure, man. You guys take care and stay safe. No problem. Same thank to you, Chris. Chris. This has been Earning Season. I'm Randy. On Twitter, I'm at RT Row. <laughs> you remember his name this time. And I'm Danai at H Danai on Twitter. And this has, this been, has been Earning Season. season. Hope you guys enjoyed it. There we go. <laughs> Look out for another one with hopefully less delay. Bye, guys. Hey, guys. Bye, Whatever you do right now, don't you stop. Earning season, bro.